0: Yeah, I don't know. It's weird, though. It's like if you like, I, I often wonder, like, if you were super rich, like, what would you do all day? I'm not old enough to like be done working. Right? You're not rich. I, probably, to I probably get super bored. You know what I mean?
1: Well, you could start up that ska band you always wanted to. Yeah, I could be a DJ. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I could hire you to give me lessons. I heard you're a celebrity. DJs have
1: a lot of spare time too. <laughs> You're listening to New Rules. I'm your host, Jason Stewart. This week, I chat with Benjamin Edgar. He taught himself how to program as a kid and was able to stop mowing lawns and start building these new things called websites for a living. I think his biggest strength is seeing a way something could be improved and actually finding a way to improve it. One example of that is Boxed Water, a company he started with some friends while working logistics for a shipping company. His newest venture is called Thoughts, an online peer-to-peer, peer-to-peer mentoring service. He's a very interesting guy with a lot of great ideas. I recorded this interview over Skype, so please excuse the quality. It's not too bad, though. And here's Benjamin now.
0: Yeah, I was actually wondering like what you were even going to ask me on this. I was like, man, I don't know if I'm cool enough to be on the podcast.
1: Well, we'll figure um, it out. And if you're yeah. not cool, then we'll clean it up and post.
0: Yeah, or just delete it. Which is yeah. <laughs> the start of stuff, I don't know. I mean, my father was a carpenter, and that's like, you know, I mean, you're kind of around making things and understanding how things are made. I was just going to say, I was more into Legos than everybody else, I guess, maybe. Okay. Maybe that's well, when I started. I feel like
1: that's sort of the starting off point.
0: And then computers, right? Because then you graduate from Legos and those are like interesting. And then, you know, software development's basically like unlimited having unlimited Legos. That's my quote. <laughs> A computer is unlimited Legos. Specifically writing software for it, but yeah.
1: <laughs> so how deep into the computer game did you get?
0: So I was like twelve or thirteen and I was living in Park Forest, Illinois at the time, which is like again kind of south of Chicago. And mm. You know, there was like two sections at the library that were in. So I'm 30, I'll be 36 in like a couple of weeks. So that gives some context of like when this was, it's probably like early 90s. We grew up without the internet, like, you know, no high school social media whatsoever, right. you know, hardly even email. But yeah, so, you know, there was like a computer section, which is pretty slim. And there was a book on like how to program it became an obsession, right? Like, again, unlimited Legos, now you're building kind of whatever's in your mind and uh do you remember what you were building as a 12 year old this is going to sound so dorky i mean the first the first stuff you write is it like it already
1: does don't worry
0: perfect i'm fine with it so you know i mean the first thing you write is like the hello worlds you know where it just like loops and writes hello world on the screen and you kind of are like oh shit i'm you know controlling the computer i never I got am, into I games God. yeah basically i don't know if i thought that but yeah something like that Then you like, I don't know, I think the most advanced piece of software I wrote on QBasic was like a Word editor just for the sake of like trying to mimic what Microsoft Word was. You know, I wrote my own like, instead of .jpeg, I wrote like a .ben format for saving images and stuff like that just to learn. I don't know. I just was fascinated with that kind of stuff. And, And if you look back on it, it was like, it was probably like pretty shitty, but it worked, right? Like that was kind of always my thing. I was never the good programmer, but I like got my stuff finished i guess you got the job done kind of yeah i think so which is yeah. an
1: important skill to have
0: <laughs> yeah
1: and was your early internet life on aol
0: yeah totally
1: what was your screen name
0: oh shit i can't remember <laughs> i i bet though this is, uh, I'll, I'll i'll admit it i bet it had something either about skateboarding in it or i was super into ska music what's the shitty ska thing the mighty mighty boss tones like i wasn't listening to those guys i is was that like a super trick English. question the <laughs> Scott i like the specials come on everybody no 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 specials. i'm I'm
1: just kidding. i mean i my my aol screen name was like straight edge related so were you
0: straight edge i was
1: interesting i Which was too for a while Scott? i didn't drink till i
0: was 23 yeah. didn't do any sports or anything like yeah. that
1: we could have done the math on that thanks
0: i skateboarded a lot though i was pretty good
1: like many bright shining entrepreneur minds, Ben was actually a bad student. Even so much that he was held back in the second grade.
0: My parents put me in like art classes and stuff like extracurricular art classes. I was pretty shitty at school. Definitely got held back a grade. It was traumatic, man.
1: But I'm I'm a twin and when my oh, brother man. and I started school like in kindergarten, they told my mom it would be a wise idea to hold one of us back so we're not competing in the
0: same grade. That is, that's a horrible reason to hold someone back.
1: And it's, it's one of those things (laughs) like early eighties child psychology, like missteps, like that was a thing that like they told my mom and she was like, okay, I guess.
0: So have you talked to her about it later? Did you ever talk to her about it later?
1: Not really, but I think, I think it's sort of like commonly understood that that was probably more harm than good.
0: What grade was it? I'm sorry. Did you
1: It say? was like the like the first grade. Like I started okay. kindergarten and my brother waited a year. So like I was in first grade, he was in kindergarten.
0: Man, that's crazy. Cuz my mom my mom when I turned 18 apologized for it, which is a really weird story. She oh, was like really? it was one of the worst decisions I ever made. And I was like, I don't think so cuz it set me on an interesting path. But yeah, it was really weird. Well, here's where the story gets more interesting. So, I moved from I was moving to a different school, yeah, and the, and, and the school was, I don't, I still don't know exactly what the hell was going on, but both second grade and third grade were in the same, like, actual classroom, which already, you know, is, like, mm. a problem, because, like, who's, like, cooler and things like that, I'm in the second grade, and then I was back in the same class with the same kids again the next year, and they were like, you didn't go up a grade, and it was, like, this whole, do you know what I mean, like, I was in the, it was, oh. pretty, it, was it was kind of embarrassing, then that school burned down. Which wasn't, which was not me. <laughs> and then we got put into another school, and there was not an. They just put a whole school into another school that was already existing, and we had to like have class in the library for a whole year. So that, yeah, so I didn't like school very much. As Did anybody
1: imagine, suspect that, that you were the arson?
0: <laughs> I could imagine that, but it wasn't me. I wasn't that creative at the time. My dad has this friend in Michigan. Who I think he worked for him. My dad stopped being a carpenter and wanted to become like a business person at one point, which didn't go very well, I don't think. But he he had this boss or owner or something, of uh, this company he was working with, who was fairly wealthy. And again, this is back when the internet was like everyone who was doing something was like I need a website. They had no idea like what it meant for them, but they heard other people talking about it, so they were like I need a website too. Sure. So all of us kids who were like mowing lawns, all of a sudden we could like do freelance web design and uh mm-hmm. this guy was like my dad's like my son knows stuff about computers and I didn't really know anything about the website of things but um I ended up you know getting a job with this guy you know a freelance job and eventually he was like I don't like you invoicing me it takes too much work I'm just gonna put you on salary this is my senior year of high school <laughs> and okay. yeah And it wasn't like a lot of money, but still, like, that's crazy when you're that young. You know what I mean? When I'm finishing school, like high school, my mom drives me up to this place in Michigan because this guy wants to offer me a full-time job. He offers me. It was very much like he wrote the number on a piece of paper thing. And like, it was like like an Applebee's or something like that. Like slid it across an Applebee's Kind of, like a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. And uh, (laughs) it had like, you know, and it had health insurance and stuff. And it's like, I didn't, when you're 18, like, you don't give a shit about that kind of stuff. Like, it's not important to you. Sure. And anyway, so I get back in the car with my mom, and I told her what the number was, and, and that I had health insurance, and she, on the drive back to Chicago, apologized for holding me back and said it was a worse decision. And I was like, well, it didn't turn out so bad. you
1: know. Benjamin still had a long way to go before even thinking about boxed water.
0: It's one thing to skip college, right? So I completely skipped college, and it's... At the time, it seems cool, like you're making some money. I think it's not necessarily the best like social decision of your life, right? Those are pretty formative years. And if all you're doing is like hanging around in an office by yourself, working, and then freelancing at night, I think it's not you're, making you any less nerdy, I can tell you that.
1: Your, your social skills
0: are <laughs> not growing. Probably not. No. In these very important years. I think so, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, no. So I worked at... I worked at that startup, that guy who hired me. I worked with him for a while. It turned out that wasn't really going to go anywhere. Took another consulting gig. And there was this you know, company that hired me to do some software development for them kind of around like the shipping and logistics space, which sounded like the least sexy thing in the world, but I kind of fell in love with it. So I worked at a, a startup company for like six years, actually, in that area and ended up kind of climbing the, the ladder, if you will, there. I had wrote some software that got... St- sold to another company and i was kind of like man i could have done that myself and that's an entrepreneurial like i should i should have done that myself that's when that kicked in was around like the mid-2000s yeah i had some definitely had some early failed ventures the first one that i like raised money on was called just a horrible name so before itunes allowed independent musicians to post their music on itunes when the itunes store came out mm-hmm. you had to be on a label you know so I was I built a whole system that allowed independent artists to just list their own songs, and tracks, albums, etc. And then I think it was like an 80-20 split between the artist and, and my company. It was called Indister, which was like trying to be like short for independent distribution. Like Flickr was short for Flickr, you know, except for we just like totally botched it. And uh, I actually raised a lot of money. I was 23 or 24 and I convinced some investors to give me $100,000 for that one. And it just didn't work. I think it was just really poorly executed on my side. But mm-hmm. that's like what you do when you're really, you know, it's like, yeah. I think I had read too many Fast Company articles. I, mm-hmm. I was into, I was into the idea of like brands, even like super early. And I, like again, brands? just the concept of a brand, like. I I think my father was pretty aspirational, so he taught me about like cool like nice cars and like things. he didn't have them, but he like taught me about those things when I was younger, and maybe that like instilled that in me. Mm-hmm. But when I was super young, I was really into I wanted to be a botanist, and I I was really into like of course you are when you're like ten or whatever like Venus flytraps, right? Like, mm-hmm. the, like they're like the scary plants, so I I would buy them from the store and kind of repackage and rebrand them, and I called it Gardens of Terror. That was my, that was, <laughs> I didn't make any money, but the, the flyer was dope.
1: We learned that working logistics for a shipping company helped him spark the idea to start Boxed Water.
0: And I remember being in a uh, warehouse that we were managing. It was like 120,000 square feet, so it was pretty big. They had stacked this product eight pallets high. Now, typically, you can only stack it like two or three pallets high because it would crush the pallet on the bottom. Mm-hmm. But these pallets were full of fully shaped but empty plastic bottles that didn't have a lo- logo put on them yet. I think I know what the brand is, but I, I, I don't want to say it.
1: For for example, like a smart water bottle, just a clear sure. plastic label-less bottle.
0: Yeah. It weighed nothing. Nothing, absolutely nothing, right? That's and true. it was like, yeah, and a, a five by five by five cube, like feet cube of these things. And they were like eight tall. And, and you could fill a truck full of them. And it must have only weighed like, I don't know, like 500 pounds or I mean, how much can it possibly weigh? Right. And I remember thinking, like, who's paying to ship this stuff around? Flash forward like two or three years, the failed music startup, sitting chatting with a friend, uh, Kevin, who was part of the original boxed water team. I was like, you know, bottled water is really fascinating. We were just sitting and kind of talking about it. And I think at the time it had become the logo of all things like environmentally wrong, even though there's plenty of other things we could highlight in our life. Mm -hmm. that we consume or whatever and i was like well what if we ship it flat you know what i mean like instead of these big plastic bottles that were empty in that in that case and we try and find a more sustainable material we try and make it philanthropic and then we wrap it up in this kind of bizarre design that Mm -hmm. i did and that was kind of the birth of it and i i was that startup was failing um Kevin was like, yo, I want to work on this with you. I was consulting at the time, so I had some cash coming in. And I did the first round of funding and all of, you know, the pay and everything to keep that company going until I was completely out of money. But that got us onto the shelves and then found an investor and kinda went from there. And
1: the uh, the initial seed money was was that me. was just from that was all of you
0: <laughs> Yeah, I mean it wasn't a ton, but and I totally ran out of money. But um but to get what, it onto shelves, what kind of was ballpark
1: me. figure are we talking to start a water company?
0: Oh Boy, I, it's probably under twenty five thousand. But again, that all that did was get us like a first, like few thousand cartons packaged, mm-hmm. and got us onto like maybe like four or five stores. Well, the press and all that stuff started like right away. You know, we we never had PR or anything like that. We submitted to two packaging blogs. I think the funniest story press-wise is we were on Good Morning America, like the product was on Good Morning America, and uh, we were probably only in eight stores in Michigan, so it's like pretty poorly timed press. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what are you going to do with that, you know? So, so I think was, our, pa- our parents were proud, but, I, you know, we really didn't know what we were doing business-wise. There was a bunch of
1: people who wanted to check it out who had no ability whatsoever to.
0: Totally, like a massive amount of unsolicited emails every day, massive amount. And we still get, I'm not on the list anymore. I took myself off because it's too much, but probably like 30 or 40 emails a day. And it was like that then too.
1: Now, I remember when Boxed Water first came out, I would see it at art shows, parties, special events, and everybody wanted to know what it is and why it's existing. It caught everyone's eye instantly and people had many different opinions about how they felt about it.
0: It's a decent sized company right now, but I think the shadow that it casts is always like larger maybe than the reality, which isn't necessarily like a bad thing. You just have to kind of kind of manage that. But yeah, I think it's still even here in Chicago. It's like any dinner party. They're like, that's the box water guy. And it's like, you know, then there's 30 minutes of questions around how many hundreds of millions of dollars they think we're making or something like that. I mean, we're still Mm. fairly small. The goal wasn't to like start a famous beverage company. The goal was to rethink things and do something in a better way.
1: Now, this whole time Ben was working on Box Water, he's also designing clothing, products, home goods. You can buy a very thoughtfully designed hoodie for just $50 or the hanger to hang it on for hundreds. Is, is there a product that exists right now that you wish you, in, you, you designed or invented? Uh...
0: That's interesting. I mean... The iPhone, right? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> right, actually, right. I really like just the, I really like the, the headphones that come in the box with the iPhone. I think they're like the best headphones you can mm-hmm. get. And I think the way they, cause you guys, I think you guys chatted about this on a podcast earlier. I did, cause, yeah. Cause Chris, like, Chris Black won't wear the, the wireless ones, right? Yeah, the AirPods. <laughs> the Airbuds. Airbuds. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> and I, uh, I agree. I can't quite wear those yet. I want to, but I like the ones just with the regular cord. That's a great product. You touch it so many times a day. I it like is that. a great
1: product, but th- th- what I was saying on the last podcast that you listened to was it's not a one size fits all. I mean, it's like uh, a pair of pants that are
0: too short. Yeah, or, or which or is probably an, it's probably an issue for you. By the way, H- how do you buy your jeans, man? It's kind oh, it of challenging. Are you like, What do you like a thirty-six or thirty-eight inseam? Thirty-eight. Are you seriously a thirty-eight inseam? 38 inseam, yeah. So all these kids who are buying those so that they, like, stack up, like, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm talking about? You're buying them just because it looks normal.
1: I'll never be able to stack. (laughs) You
0: could. You could just get
1: some 42s. I mean, (laughs) a pair of 42 length jeans that don't look like they're, like, medical quality. (laughs) (laughs) Ones that aren't, like, government issue or, like, military grade, they don't look cool. All
0: right.
1: Shopping in the big and tall section doesn't really help out in a, with, like, a high fashion looks.
0: Yeah. Well, what's your favorite iPhone, though? This is the ultimate question of all of the ones. Which is your favorite design?
1: Uh, <coughs> maybe
0: the four. Totally, for me, the same thing. It has to be. Oh, really? So it's the best one. But do you remember when that thing came out? That was crazy. Who that comes out with a glass point. cell phone? Steve Jobs on stage, I remember him being like, it's, it's finished like a Leica camera. And that was like, all the nerds were sold right there. And the precision of which this is made is, is beyond any consumer product we've ever seen. Its closest kin is like a beautiful old Leica camera. It's unheard of in consumer products today. Just gorgeous.
1: It's really thin. This is the new iPhone 4 and finally Ben's current venture is called Thoughts. It's a website where people can go visit and ask their mentors questions for a small amount of money, sort of a peer-to-peer mentoring site where uh, a favorite designer, musician, filmmaker—you name it—you can ask them a question for ten bucks.
0: It's called Thoughts, but there's a dash between the O and the U. Um, if you go on my social media, it's on there. Okay. And um, and that's just like this. So here, I imagine you've got a decent following yourself. And you're a DJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure you get the kids who hit hit the DM like, "Hey man, would you be my mentor? Can you help? Like, how do I get gigs? Do you get mm-hmm. that? You get a lot of that. I do. Okay, so I got a decent amount, but not as much because I don't have like a huge following. But um, at first, I kind of like despised them. I was like, you, "You guys are like these are you know four paragraph long DMs." that are like wandering all over the place i have no idea what you're asking me or the cold emails or the text messages or whatever and um but the the kids are they're fundamentally like passionate about learning more that's why they're reaching out and i just wanted to create a platform that allows so we curate really interesting experts and we launch two new ones every week in fashion and design and and uh various different industries super interesting people and then we the, we created this really simple platform that allows anyone to ask them a question for for effectively like the you know when you get the email, it's like, "Hey hey, man, like can I take you out for drinks and so pick your brain, take you out for coffee, pick your brain sure. It's like two four dollar coffees with tip later is about ten bucks, so like that's where we got our price and it's ten dollars to ask these people a question and uh, mm. the expert gets a share of that. It's not very profound when you explain it that way, but uh, no, it's, I mean, it, it's I working it's working thanks it's working so we launched that like four months ago and that to me is like i didn't go to college or anything like that but i had a mentor and i know not everybody has access to that so i'm trying to create like the internet mentors process or something like that so
1: you believe very strongly in the the
0: process of having a mentor if you're lucky enough to get one i didn't know i was lucky till you know 10 years in right you just think like you know, and it's really interesting because mine's a woman. Like most people in business, guys go after having, you know, a man as their mentor. So I had this like fascinating woman who's kind of guided me through everything. And I just know that looking back, that's like, uh, I don't know, it's kind of an unfair advantage I have. So it'd well, be interesting to give that to other people, I guess.
1: <laughs> I, I well, that was sort of my next question: is you do you have an overwhelming urge to pay that forward yes. for the future generation? Yeah. Very much so. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I'm sure I I, I picture you in the future starting some foundations, things like
0: that. I don't know, because some of those things are really inefficient. They end up just being a bunch of nice dinners. So I think what we're trying Mm -hmm. to do is something that's a little bit more, I don't know. I guess I'm a reduction. disrupting
1: mentorship.
0: (laughs) I'd like to disrupt traditional education. So I'll paint this picture of this person I see, and they're like, it's some kid. You know, a guy or a girl, 13 or 14 years old, lives in like nowhere, Nebraska, or some, you know, effectively where I'm from, but even further out. And their parents are just like, either not there, or what, you know, the classic story we hear over and over again. Or they're like, why are you so interested in such an abstract concept? And it's like, well, maybe it's fashion or design or whatever it is, or music production. They're not able to go to like Jimmy Iovine's new school which I don't even know if that actually exists or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like they're not able to go to like fashion week and go chop it up and like plug themselves into a scene. Mm -hmm. So the internet's really good at that, but DMS and cold emails are not good at that. Um, It's not an effective form of communication. So I guess I, I kind of have the spirit of like the kid who like doesn't have access, even if, even if they're not the classic, like, Oh, I don't have, we have no money or something like that. I'm just more interested in using the internet to like leverage connection to other people, right. seeing if that like works they not.
1: Could, I guess yeah. it's, it kind of feels like a Napster
0: version of Masterclass. <laughs> Thank you, exactly. It's so funny you say that, because I would I was calling it a peer-to-peer education thing to my friends, and they were like they were like, eh, because yeah, Masterclass is around, and then there's Master, which is similar. And um, I kept using peer-to-peer, and it wasn't really hitting with people, so the couple of kids that I work with uh, on the project just kind of we're like, I don't know if that's the right terminology for it. So we're calling it person to person because not a lot of people no. know peer to peer. But it's funny you say that because it's exactly how I see it. It's very Napster.
1: That, is, that truly could be disrupting the education system. And maybe
0: this. But it's not profound. Like, I think we should be. I keep, I've keep. i had so many people like, this is crazy. I'm like, no, the idea isn't crazy. It's how it'll be executed will determine if it's crazy or not. It's, it,
1: maybe it's not a, a profound idea, but it has profound possibilities. I hope so. I think
0: so. I kind of stuck with the straight edge thing for a while. Uh, when I was 27, I, my New Year's resolution was to try weed. I had never tried it. All my friends smoked, and it was the nerdiest New Year's resolution ever. And, uh, I like that. Thanks. And I didn't do it that year. <laughs> but when I was 28, I was like, this good friend of mine, because all of my friends smoked. It was like just bizarre that I didn't. And, uh, so I tried it and, uh, I didn't love it at first. I'm definitely like the, the kid Cuddy version of it. Like the lonely guy. I I don't really like doing it in public. (laughs) It's not, it's not very enjoyable for me to do it in public. I would say I smoke weed maybe three or four times a year because I thought, yeah, I, I, I have friends who can and I'm fascinated by it. Like when I used to do, uh, The clothing stuff there's a pattern maker I work with and she would she would get really stoned before she worked and her lines were like so perfect and so sharp and I was like how on earth do you do that because if I would you know to try to do that it'd be impossible for me to do that
1: What is your favorite water other than box water?
0: Um, Pellegrino probably, probably. Although I like the blue lacroix, they're just the ones that don't have any flavor in them. Well, it's a replacement to Diet Coke because I think if you drink diet Coke for that long it starts to taste like water so
1: diet Coke is your water. All right Ben. we are done. Thank you so much for doing this.
0: Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on.
1: If people want to find you online, what's the best place to go to?
0: It's just Benjamin Edgar. E-D-G-A-R. Dot Yeah, and then and all, all your social. Friends, yeah, same stuff.
1: Cool. Thanks so much, man.
0: Dude, thank you.
1: Talk to you later. See ya. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of New Rules. If you want to follow me on social media, it's jeans. Westwood is the place where all of our episodes live tons of other great content videos articles music everything in between and other great podcasts as well. So please check them out. Thank you guys again and we'll see you next time.